You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Before we get started, we have been covering the Chargers for over six seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, after getting our start at San Diego Sports Domination. And then now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Well, today we are going to take a little break from the mock drafts just because me and David have watched so many prospects this week and so many hours of film. We wanted to get into something a little bit different today, and I wanted to start with a great conversation that Michael Peterson from Bolts from the Blue brought up in an article just asking who you think would be the breakout player for the Chargers in 2021. And the two prime examples of guys that it could be would be Nazir Adderley and Jerry Tillery, two guys from the 2019 draft class that haven't lived up to the billing yet. So we'll have that conversation on which one of those guys is more likely to break out in 2021. And then we're going to get into some voicemails because the voicemails are going to bring up some very interesting conversations. So we'll be talking about a trade back scenario where you have a choice between Caleb Farley and Tevin Jenkins. We'll also be talking about if we're undervaluing the running back position because most productive running backs have been taken in the first three rounds of the draft. So a lot of interesting conversation there, but also thank you to everyone who is checking out the show today for the first time. Special thank you to our loyal fans as well. And as always, you can follow us wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. That's the easiest way to keep up with the show. So let's go ahead and get started. Michael Peterson from Bolts from the Blue asked the question in an article on Wednesday asking who will the Chargers breakout player be in 2021 and two of the guys he mentioned in the article were two guys that Brandon Staley talked up during his press conference that he had last week guys that we were talking about and guys that we had really high hopes for with safety Nazir Adderley and defensive tackle Jerry Tillery so from Brandon Staley we knew that they thought of of Nazir Adderley as someone that has all of the good DB traits their type of safety so that would lead you to believe that you know a full-time switch to corner is not happening he will be in the back on the back end of this defense as part of Brandon Staley's split safety look and for Jerry Tillery the story I think has been flashes David right you've seen those flashes last year some of them came off the edge some of them came on the interior but whether it's penalties or just a frustrating inconsistency, I think it's been hard to really evaluate him two years in, especially coming off of a shoulder surgery his first year as a rookie and then not having a real offseason in 2020. So when you're looking at two of those guys, both guys who are supremely talented, both guys that you know are trying to live up to where they were drafted, which one of those guys do you think would have a better case for a breakout season in 2021? Yeah, I mean, both guys that Brandon Staley has talked about um, in press conferences saying that he's really excited to work with both of them. I mean, he says he sees things in Nazir Adderley that he likes, you know, those DB traits that he likes, and he sees things with Jerry Tillery that he thinks he can unlock and, and really turn him into a more productive, consistent player. But considering Brandon Staley's track record, Daniel, I think the the person here between these two that has the most 
likelihood of really having a breakout year this year is Nazir Adderley. I just think that he's been hurt and there's been a lot of things that have hampered his development early on. Last year was really his just first real true year in the NFL. And now he has a whole completely new coaching staff and, and a coach that has a track record of developing and getting the most out of defensive backs with Brandon Staley getting a lot of that production out of guys that you really wouldn't know on that Rams defense. So I think that he's going to work wonders with Nas. I think also you can't uh, undervalue the fact that hopefully Derwin James is going to be back there next to him and his star is going to help Nazir Adderley burn a little bit brighter. I think he's only going to play at a higher level when you have a guy of that caliber and Derwin James playing next to him. And when you have a guy that really didn't have an offseason last year going into his first season as a starter and he wasn't even the starter until Derwin James went down. So he didn't necessarily have all the starting reps and things like that that he should have. Didn't have any preseason games to kind of get his feet wet. And really, after seeing a really promising preseason, his rookie year where he ended up getting hurt and not playing at all in the 2019 season for the most part. I mean, we still can remember that excitement. We know what's in there. It just has to be seen on the field and maybe Brandon Staley can tap into that. And I think the other thing with him is look at what Brandon Staley did with the other cornerbacks. I mean, with the Los Angeles Rams, I mean, Darius Williams has a career year. Troy Hill has a career year. Jalen Ramsey looks as dominant as ever. Now you bring Brandon Staley into the mix with this group of DBs and Azir Adderley. I think that could definitely help him. But I do think there's a case to be made for Jerry Tillery. And I think that it starts with a few things. Like I think the getting pushed around in the running game is not going to work. I mean, Brandon Staley can help with his scheme. Maybe that gets him more one-on-one opportunities. But he's going to be asked to be able to make an impact in the running game to be out there as a full-time player. Hopefully now going into his third season, no shoulder surgery, nothing like that. He can get stronger. He can be more stout in the running game. And hopefully the new coaching staff can kind of help him with his pad level as well. Because that's the other thing too. Brandon Staley got his start in the NFL being an outside linebackers coach whose number one job is to get after the quarterback, right? So if anyone can help with that situation, him, Jay Rogers, Giff Smith, that's a lot of talented coaches in there trying to improve this guy and improve his pass rushing ability. So there is a way that Jerry Tillery can look like a different player this year. And I think the other thing is, is reigning in that competitive spirit that we saw from him last season, which turned into, you know, so many dumb penalties. If he can keep that competitive edge without committing the stupid fouls, I think that would be a big start for him as well. But let's get into the rest of the roster because there's a lot of guys I think that could be candidates to make this list. So who would you say besides those two guys could be a candidate to break out in 2021? So I think a candidate who can definitely break out in 2021 under the tutelage of Brandon Staley, the new head coach and defensive coordinator of the Chargers, is Brandon Faison, believe it or not. I think Brandon Faison has the size and the speed that that can be cultivated. I think we, we know that he's been burned in the past, but I think if you work on his technique, Uh, I definitely think that he is a guy that has a profile that can contribute more at this level. I I think he's never really given an opportunity. And yeah, like I said, he hasn't done that great. But I think we have seen some development out of Brandon Faison. And I think maybe Brandon Staley is the guy to bring him the rest of the way. Well, Lord knows that I hope you're right. I mean, I'm not sure if I've seen much development. And maybe I'm just scarred just because when I think of Brandon Faison on the field, I think of him getting picked on and other teams kind of going out of their way to target him. 
But, I mean, that's kind of the way we felt about Michael Davis. And he doesn't have those physical traits that Michael Davis has. But Michael Davis's first few years, we were like, why is this guy still on the roster? So we've seen some development from the defensive backs. And the new coaching staff could be able to help with that. So that is definitely a pick out of left field. I mean, I think the obvious pick is probably Kenneth Murray. Because I think after a slow start to the 2020 season at a very hard position to transition into the NFL at, he really had a nice rest of the season. I mean, he was the standout player from the New England Patriots game that got blown out 45-0, to which is hard to do when you're get, getting blown out 45-0. to And I thought he kind of turned a page there to, and really played a lot more sound down the stretch of the season, especially because his sure tackling has stayed there. I mean, didn't miss a ton of tackles, especially, you know, the last six games or so. So, I like Kenneth Murray in this new system with Brandon Staley and hopefully a healthy Drew Tranquil next to him to potentially have a breakout season. Hopefully we can see him more getting after the quarterback as well. I think that would be something that would be really nice, especially with, you know, the skills he showed doing that in college. But we do have two more segments to get into because we are going to be getting into your guys' voicemails. And in the next segment, we'll be talking about voicemails about tradeback situations and who he would take between Caleb Farley and Tevin Jenkins if the Chargers traded back. And we'll also be talking about Brandon Staley getting multiple DBs, maybe multiple corners and safeties in the upcoming draft coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the only place to ever get your auto parts is rockauto.com. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com. You don't need any of those things because you can get it sent right to your house at rockauto.com with only a few easy clicks and it'll be delivered right to your door because convenience is so key for me, especially when I'm trying to find a part for my car. I want to be able to stay home and do it and not embarrass myself inside of a store with the counterman, right? So the best part about rockauto.com is the fact that you're going to get the best price as well because whether you're a daily driver or a mechanic, everyone gets the same low price with rockauto.com. And all you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, guys, well, before we get into your voicemails, and I think some pretty good voicemails of that, I have to tell you guys that you guys can get all of the sports that you need in under 20 minutes with the new Locked On Today podcast with the host of the Locked On Packers podcast, Peter Bukowski, who updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, well, let's get into some of these voicemails. And I think we had a pretty good batch to get into today. I really liked what you guys had to say. A lot of different people calling in, maybe even some new people as well. But I do want to start with one of the OGs and get to Curtis Loki, who has a question about how much Brandon Staley likes defensive backs. Hey guys, it's Chris Loki. I just got finished watching Brandon Staley's latest press conference, and I couldn't help but notice twice he mentioned how you can't get enough DB uh, DBs. And with that, I know you guys are doing a lot of mock drafts, and <clears throat> there may have been a few uh, that you picked uh, multiple defensive backs. But I'm just curious. Now that he said that, it sounds like he's looking for flexibility both at the safety and corner position. Um, so it kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of seems like he's 
you know, he's looking to, to grab multiple um, in the draft, um, whether it's multiple safeties, whether it's multiple corners or or uh, both. So, um, yeah, just kind of just kind of wondering what you guys think about that and, and uh, uh, what what kind of DBs you think fit that system. Um, and then also, uh, as far as the tackle position, I don't know, man. I think anything's going to happen at 13, but it sounds like uh, we're, we're, we're definitely not finished there as well. He mentioned earlier on this press conference, which was exciting. Anyway, love the show. Go Bulls. I think this is a great question because, I mean, I think I've said multiple times, David, that I'd be okay with the Chargers doubling down at the cornerback position. But at safety, I mean, we just saw Daniel Popper doing his seven-round mock, right? He gets a safety later on that the Chargers could use as a core special teams player early on I mean into his career and they also got Richie Grant in that mock draft as well so that's two safeties I think he got two corners in that one as well but they did get a corner early on in the second round with Eric Stokes so I do think this isn't a crazy thing with Brandon Staley especially with the things he said in the press conference I do think they were telling it wouldn't surprise me at all to see the Chargers take you know maybe three defensive backs out of the nine picks that they currently have. So, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all, Daniel. I mean, honestly, we know that they're thin at safety right now. They need to add a body to that group. We know that they're thin at cornerback. They're really thin. I mean, there's just not a lot there. They need to add more talent, and they have a lot of picks in this draft. So I think this is obviously a unique opportunity to – you know, go out there and kind of handpick the guys that you want, that you want to mold, that you want to grow to kind of mold in your image and what you want to see out there. So for Brandon Staley, I definitely see that as a very real possibility. It does seem like it would be. I mean, for Brandon Staley, especially with the importance of the defensive backs that he had, I mean, so many guys, John Johnson, Troy Hill, Darius Williams, Jalen Ramsey, all those guys, ended up playing huge roles in his defense. And I think that that was one of the reasons that defense last year was special. So, yes, they only have three safeties currently on the roster, and one's a Lohi Gilman that hasn't played any snaps defensively for the most part. Definitely no meaningful snaps defensively. So the other guy that you have in that group is Derwin James. So we went into thinking, you know, safety is kind of a need, but obviously you feel like you have your two starters right now. And now it's more like, okay, yeah, I mean, you need to add bodies to that group, especially depending on how you feel about Alohi Gilman. It's hard to have a lot of confidence in that right now. And for cornerback, whoever comes in is going to be, you know, at the end dealing with, you know, Tavon Campbell, Brandon Faison, those two guys and whoever this corner that the Chargers bring in in the draft potentially are going to have to fight it out for playing time on this roster. And if they double down at corner, I think those are the two guys that could be pushed for a roster spot if they end up trying to attack that later on in the draft as well as hopefully securing a starter earlier on. But I think that's a great question. I think that's something to definitely keep an eye on, especially given the comments that we heard from Brandon Staley. But let's get to another one here. This time I want to go to Ivan from Victorville. Let's hear what he has for us this week. What's going on, fellas? Ivan from Victorville here. Touching base, seeing how you guys doing. Can't wait for the draft, man. I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped. All these... uh, all these mock drafts, people talking about who we should take, all that good stuff, and gets me going. Now, my question, <clears throat> or slash comment, um, you guys haven't been really too high on Darisol. Um, I've been hearing Jenkins a lot. Uh, how do you guys feel if we were to trade back, maybe like in the early 20s, 
and we have a, a, a Tevin Jenkins and a Caleb Party sitting there. Who would you guys go and I mean, I know we need a lineman. We also need a corner. Value-wise, I mean, if Caleb Farley, you know, if the injuries don't bother him, I think that's a knockout right there. You know, it's kind of like a steal. But, I mean, how do you guys feel about Jenkins? Also, um, if we do move back and get an extra second, we maybe we could score like a Rousseau in a second, you know, and a Sante Samuels. But I've been doing a lot of draft men, and it don't look like Simon's going to be there, so... Who would be your guys' next uh, runner-up if it's not uh, Asante Samuels? Let me know, fellas. Thanks, Ian. Well, I can definitely understand why you'd say that we're not super high on Christian Derrissaw. And I would say that we're not super high on Christian Derrissaw at 13, right? It just doesn't necessarily feel like the value is there. I think part of the bias, too, is because we're both guys that were high on Elijah Vera Tucker because of the good tape that he has out there. But this question is actually very, very interesting as far as a trade-back situation because that would be, I think, both of our first choices if the top guys were gone and you ended up having to trade back in the draft. I think we'd be happy with that if, you know, J.C. Horn and Sertan, Sewell and Slater are all gone at that point. But Tevin Jenkins versus Caleb Farley is very interesting, David, because one is supremely talented in Caleb Farley. I mean, they both really are. Both would have their own issues. Caleb Farley would be the injury issues. I mean, with Tevin Jenkins, it'd be playing on the right side and just how high you have him in your offensive tackle ranking. So if you're put in that situation, what direction are you going? That's a really tough question, to be honest with you, because, I mean, Caleb Farley, again, yeah, incredibly talented player, but he has that back injury. It's just, I don't feel comfortable taking players that have serious injury concerns that can potentially end or shorten his career. It's just, it's hard to get behind that pick. And I know how talented, talented he is. And I hope he goes out there and proves everybody wrong and that, you know, the back injury concerns were unfounded. I hope that's what happens. I just can't feel comfortable with the Chargers track record of, of, taking injured players and it really not working out to, to take Caleb Farley. So for for that reason and for the fact that I like Tevin Jenkins and I like the way he plays the game, he brings that nastiness to the position, and I do believe that he can play left tackle if that's what they're asking him to do. Um, so I would be okay with Tevin Jenkins in that spot. Yeah, I like Tevin Jenkins too, and I think he's rising up draft boards to where he could go earlier than a lot of people think that he could, and especially at that position specifically. But it's tough because if Caleb Farley didn't have, you know, the back surgery news, the Chargers would, you know, have a great shot of getting either him or JC Horn or Sertan at 13, and you'd have a really nice decision to potentially make there with a lot of guys that would fill giant holes on your roster. With the back surgery, now you're moving back. That makes it much more interesting because, let's be honest, Caleb Farley could potentially be the best cornerback in this draft, but at the same time, to your point, the Chargers haven't afforded themselves the luxury to be able to take guys with serious medical red flags. I mean, Tom Tuska said he would have taken Tua last year, had Tua fall into them, maybe that's true, but... With their track record of big-time injuries, I just don't know, especially when you could fill a need and take a pretty good player in Tevin Jenkins, how you would make that choice to take Caleb Farley, given what we now know about him. Even though his latest medicals have come back and they have been positive, I just think for the Chargers and Tom Telesco, you kind of haven't bought yourself that leash to be able to get the benefit of the doubt in this situation where you take a player with serious medical concerns and then have that, you know, not potentially work out. Because if he does get hurt, now everyone's like, what were you thinking? I mean, the, the other side of that is, hey, if you take him, you take the chance on him. He does prove everyone wrong. He's the best corner in this draft. 
then it's like, why the hell didn't you take him? So it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't with Caleb Farley, especially for the Chargers, just with their medical history. But I thought that was a really good question. And we have two more voicemails that we want to get into. So we're going to get into how important running back is considering most of the good running backs in the league were taken in the top three rounds of the NFL draft and more coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. It's the only place that has you covered and the only place that we trust to place our bets. And right now, I've been telling you guys, get on these NFL future bets. I mean, there's a ton to love right now. You can bet on the offensive rookie of the year. Do you think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence? or Zach Wilson, maybe even Kyle Pitts, someone like that. Will Larry Fitzgerald retire before game one of the regular season? Will Alex Smith be on a team by game one of the 2021 season? So many good prop bets, so many good future bets for the NFL right now. And BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds, and it's the best place to place your bets. And all you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on, all caps, for free money to bet with with that first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, well, I want to finish up on these voicemails, and I think these are all very poignant voicemail questions. But before I get into that, I also need to tell you guys about a huge event that the Locked On Podcast Network has coming up on April 19th. Through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockhamfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team will be making trades and picking the next stars for their teams. So make sure you guys go subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey on the new Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's AUD. ACY. It's going to be really fun, guys. I'm excited to hear what all these experts say about their picks, and I'm excited to unveil our pick as well. But let's get started with these voicemails. And I want to start here with I can't remember if we've had a call from Darren in Florida before, but I really liked his question today, and he brought some stats with it. Let's hear what he has for us. Hey, this is uh, Darren from Florida. I have a draft take that people will probably hate, but I feel running back is one of our most underrated needs. I think having two dominating running backs would open up the passing game for Herbert and company and help the defense hold on to lead. I believe what it hurt us the most last year was the Eckler injury and the lack of a second big play running back to keep our running game going while he was out. Hey, I know Daniel Popper says they love Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly, but I'm not sold on either one of them. Anyway, with that being said, I obviously wouldn't expect us to use the 13th pick on a running back, but I wouldn't be opposed to using a second or a third round round pick on one. Also, in a trade scenario where we would get Orlando Brown for a swap of first-round pick and a future draft pick going to Baltimore, I wouldn't be mad if the Chargers then drafted Najee Harris or Travis Etienne with the 27th pick. Oh, and one last thing. I know everyone says you can get a running back anywhere in the draft or even undrafted like Eckler, but if you look at the top 25 rushing leaders of last year, 22 of them were either first, second, or third round picks. All right, thanks for the time, guys, and uh, please let me know your thoughts. So I'll start by saying that I think that those are really good stats to bring up. I mean, I think you're making a good point there. Most of the big-time rushers are top three picks. I mean, I will nitpick a little bit and say out of the top 25 rushers, two of those were quarterbacks, and the next guys up on the list, the running backs there, were not top three picks. So it's really 20 of the top 25 running back leaders were drafted in the top three rounds. The other five are James Robinson, an undrafted free agent. Aaron Jones, who was in the fifth round. Gus Edwards, another undrafted free agent. 
Wayne Gallman, a fourth round pick, and Chris Carson, a seventh round pick. So there is value to be had at the running back position. Maybe we are underrating the need for the Chargers to bring in a running back because I think it's hard to have full faith in Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly. So I definitely understand that. And I don't think you're going to get any arguments from us. So, David, I'm not going to take you know Najee Harris in the first round, and we'll get to the trade back question. But what do you think about just running backs being undervalued and the Chargers potentially taking one early on in 2021? I mean, for me, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the statement that they're undervalued. I mean, I just because we've seen so many countless examples of guys from all over the place that come out of nowhere and have phenomenal careers. I mean, you know, undrafted free agents like, you know, guys like Chris Carson who are drafted in the seventh round. I mean, you uh, you look up and down the draft, you're going to see, you're going to find running backs that had success. So for me, yes, I believe it is a need because I am one of those guys that don't have a lot of confidence in Justin Jackson because of his inability to stay healthy. And Joshua Kelly, I think, can definitely bounce back. I think the confidence was a real uh, issue for him. It was more mental than physical. So, um, and also, you know, considering they drafted a running back last year, that doesn't exclude them from drafting one this year. But if they do, I don't see it happening until about the fifth round and up. And I think there might be some talented players once you get there, depending on how the running running back board plays out. Because I think it is one where after the top couple of guys in Travis Etienne and Najee Harris, I think there's, you know, a lot of conversation to be had about, you know, some of the guys later on down the list. And I think you could throw Javante Williams in there as well. I mean, he'd be a guy I'd be very interested in. I'm a big fan of his. He's one of my draft crushes. But I don't think I'd be willing, if I'm the Chargers, given the other needs, to go up there and get him or take him where he would need to be selected for him to end up on the Chargers, even though that's very enticing. And I think, yeah, a good running back would obviously make life easier for the Chargers. And so would a good offensive line, right? And I think Getting into the Orlando Brown part of this, I don't think that they would trade Orlando Brown for a pick swap in the first round and not gain an extra pick in that transaction. So maybe they do that, add picks later on in the draft or add some 2022 picks to that to make that kind of deal work. But even then, I don't think I'm taking Najee Harris or Travis Etienne in the first round at 27 if I had the Ravens pick. I just think that you would just go to the next need or the next best player available. I mean, if he's there, nobody else is close on the Chargers board. I could see why they would do it. But for me, given the track record of their two most recent first-round running backs, it would be hard for me to get behind that given the other big glaring needs. But I think the other big thing here is just because those guys were the top rushing leaders doesn't necessarily mean that their teams had success, right? This still doesn't talk about how important it actually is to have a running back that's, let's say, in the top 10 in rushing yards in the league. And I mean, I think the stats would kind of back that up because if you look at the 10 running backs that finished with the most rushing yards in 2020, six of them played for teams that finished eight and eight or worse. That means only four of the top 10 rushers last year ended up on teams that were nine and seven or better. So I don't necessarily think that it translates just having a good running back necessarily makes you a good team. So I think that's where I would mic drop. (laughs) I don't know about mic drop, but it just, it's hard. I'm running back is a hard position. I just think that there's other players I would take well before I would want to take my first running back as far as where I think the value is at that position. But 
We have one more to get into, and it is from Roberto from Mexico, but there were a couple parts that cut out in the audio from Roberto, so I'm just going to tell you what he had to say because I think he brought up some good points. So he asked how we would feel about drafting Christian Derrissaw at 13, and we've talked about that a little bit, but he also said, say that Sewell and Slater are off the board, so are the top two corners. Would you draft Derrissaw there? And also, how would you feel about Notre Dame tackle Liam Eichenberg in the second round? So David, it's tough because obviously... The situation at 13, if you didn't have any of those guys there, number one would be trade back. But you don't necessarily know if you're going to have a suitor that wants to come up and get him, right? So Christian Derrissaw, I definitely get it. I would still rather have Derrissaw at 13 than I would to, you know, potentially stretch for a different position there, like an edge rusher or the next best cornerback if those guys are all off the board. And I mean, there's still a lot to like with Christian Derrissaw. Yeah, there is. I mean, like we talked about on, on previous shows, I mean, he has the size and length that, you know, Brandon Staley specifically said that he's looking for. So, I mean, he has that profile. He is athletic. He is a natural pass pass protector. I mean, he has skills. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, he is one of the top tackles. But at 13, it just feels a little uncomfortable to me. So if you get the opportunity to trade back and, and then you get him or, you know, you get another player of need at that position and you pick up another pick that you can help address other needs later on, I think that would be the most ideal situation. And what if they take Jalen Waddle at 13th overall, right? I mean, that will be a conversation for tomorrow. But getting into the second part of your question Liam Eikenberg is not the guy that I would like the most in the second round. I mean, there are guys there I would like better. I think the ideal situation, yeah, if Sam Cosme falls to you, that's number one. I also like Dylan Radins. He would be another good option for me at 47. And I've definitely, you know, had Brady Christensen grow on me a little bit too from our breakdown that we did on him yesterday. So I think I would probably take all three of those guys before I would take Eikenberg. Maybe that's a stretch for some people because some people have Christensen as a third round pick, but I wasn't necessarily buying into the hype on Eichenberg. And I think there was other guys on that offensive line that I would rather have over him, especially with the given value. But thank you, Roberto for the call. Sorry, we couldn't actually play the audio, but hopefully we answered your question. Well, thank you to everyone else who called in on today's show too. And also if you want to be on the next voicemail show, we do the number is three, two, three, five, two, four, seven, nine, two, four. And we try to get every charges voicemail played on the show, but that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Yes, we still have your fan mock drafts. And yes, we'll be getting into more of them on tomorrow's show. And maybe we'll also be getting into the pros and cons of picking Jalen Waddle at 13. Because we have seen some experts take him. Dane Brugler from The Athletic most recently picked him at 13. So that will be a fun conversation to have. But until then, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. And to like the Facebook page, Locked on Chargers as well as giving us a follow on our new Instagram page, which you can find at Locked on Chargers as well. If you don't already, make sure to go follow us wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's the new Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever. And if you like the show, make sure to rate and review as well. It is the easiest way to get the show with the daily format. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow to wrap things up on a Friday, get into some fan mocks, get into Jalen Waddle, and much more. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.